I just want to share with you uh, just this morning just what, something that God has been encouraging me with, and I uh, just want to pick it up from last time I spoke. And uh, an incredible piece of scripture here in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 5, where Jesus is really one of his first messages that he's given, known as the Beatitudes. Uh, he goes, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It goes on a few more, but I already want to just, uh, just talk about this, what it means to be meek. For blessed are the meek, for they shall, what, inherit the earth? Shall they, they shall earn it? No, they shall inherit it. Uh, there's a difference between earning something, working for something, and inheriting something. And uh, where Jesus, Jesus is talking here, he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I don't know about you, but I love an inheritance. Anyone ever, ever had an, ever, anyone here ever had an inheritance? It was like, wow, that's just so cool. Especially when it's time for inheritance time. It's like, wonder what's gonna, who's going to get what? There's nothing that you can do to, there's no work that you could do to earn it. However, the Bible, Jesus says here, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So there is an inheritance laid up for people that are meek. And so what I want to encourage you to do is let's look at the idea of meekness, because I don't know about you, but I like the idea of inheriting the earth. It's not just, there's no other criteria around it. It doesn't matter what tribe you're from, what color, where you're born, where you're not born, uh, what you have, what you don't have. It just says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. There is an inheritance that is laid up for you. There's an inheritance that's laid up for you. There's... uh, there's, a, there's an inheritance laid up for you here on earth. There's an inheritance laid up for you in a new earth. Because Jesus will come again, and he will be a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But there's an inheritance that people who are meek can receive. How many people like that idea? I certainly do. <laughs> I certainly like that idea. So let's explore the idea of meekness, because that's what it takes to receive the inheritance. And so... One of the things about it and meekness is uh, there are different ideas about what it is and what it isn't, and its interpretation has kind of shifted over the year because of people have kind of connected meekness to weakness. But actually, meekness is not weakness at all, and it's actually completely different. And so I want to explore this idea of what meekness is. Many people associate meekness as an attitude of allowing everyone to run over you. Friends... You're not going to hear at the earth if you're a doormat to everyone. If you just continually allow everyone to run over you, you're not going to inherit nothing. We're not talking about that. Right? So, in fact, so some of the strongest men that have ever lived, we find, are people that have been meek. So if meek is not weak, what is it? And how do I get it? How do I get into a place of meekness? And so some of the, uh, if you look at people like Moses, Moses was a great leader. He stood up and against the most powerful men in the world. He stood up against Pharaoh and led people, God's people through the wilderness. And then you look in Numbers, and it says, now, man was a Mos- now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So Moses could not have been weak in order to, to be the man that he was today, that, that he was in this time. So obviously meekness is not weakness. If you look at Jesus, Jesus could stand up against the wind and the waves. He also chased away money changes out of the temple. He whipped them. He turned tables over in the house of God, and he just unleashed upon people. That does not sound like a weak man to me. 
The Bible says in, in Matthew chapter 11, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me because I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to you, for yourselves. So I like the idea of meekness. So meekness is certainly not weakness. It, if you're going to stand up against the most powerful men in the world and tell them what needs to happen, you're going to need to be strong. So let's unpack the idea about what meekness is, because this is something that every one of us, it's a value that every one of us can have in our life. And I want to give some, a, a few personal examples as well. So one of the things we know about that, I just want to give you a couple of ideas, that the, the, word, the word meek comes from the word prouse, which means it's obviously, it's sometimes described as a soothing medicine, uh, sometimes used by sailors to describe a, a gentle breeze, but it's also used by farmers to describe a broken colt or a broken horse. Now, one of these, all of these ideas have something in common. Essentially, it means, it means great power that's been harnessed or great power that has been under control. All of us have a great power within us. I mean, the power of the human spirit, the power of the human mind, it's incredible. But when that is not harnessed, it can, leave, it can release destruction upon the earth. When it is harnessed, now we're talking about somebody that is meek. And it takes great power. It takes great strength in order to harness, in order to harness power. So it all means they describe great power under control. If you look at um, some, some of the biblical uh, definitions, you see, like Matthew said, uh, Jesus said, Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, because I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest for yourselves. Another, way, another, way, another one is uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation in which you are called, with all lowliness and meekness. Meekness means walking along according to the precepts of our vocation and controlling our attitudes towards the people around us. Essentially, it's about maintaining and start to controlling our, the affections and, our, and the desires of our heart. So one of the things that I want to look at is meekness is an, uh, is an active and a deliberate acceptance of undesirable circumstances, yet seen as a larger picture. So one of the things we talk about Jesus, Jesus went through things that were not desirable for him. To, he did not want to do it. When he went to the cross, he did not want to go to the cross because he said in the Bible, he said in the garden, if there is any other way where we can do this, tell me. <laughs> but yet Jesus, because he was meek, because he was strong on the inside, Jesus had all the power in the world to do other things. He had all the power in the world to save himself. He did not want to go to the cross yet, but he was able, he had the capacity to harness all the power of God available him, to him. And at the same time, hold a bigger picture. The bigger picture that he had in, heart, in his heart was our salvation and our eternal life. So he was able to control his power. He was able to um, harness the power he had in his life. He was able to lay down his life for a bigger picture. It's incredible. So... Meekness is not a resignation to fate. It's not a passive thing. It's not something where you're just saying, oh, and just roll over. It's not like a dog. You know, you've seen some dogs, and you come up to them, and they recognize that you've got great power and great authority. And the dog, he just rolls over. That's not meekness. It's being a silly dog. So all of us have the power 
to control what's going on inside of our lives. Meekness, I believe, is a, to- is a yielding spirit that represents having the right of way, but not insisting on it. It means having the right of way, but not insisting on it. All of us, we have certain rights. We've got, we've got rights. We've got, the, we've got choice of free will. There are things that you're entitled to, more than entitled to. But how easy is it to, when you're faced with something that you're entitled to, or that you think you deserve, how easy is it to let that go for the cause of something bigger? Let's make this. It comes out of a spirit that is willing to yield. Willing to yield. One of the things that develops meekness in our heart, I believe, is this. Is that when we develop a spirit that is willing to yield, that means that there is what it takes to develop meekness in that side of our life. A spirit that is willing to yield. So easy, but yet so hard. (laughs) So hard. In James 3, it talks about wisdom that comes from above. One of, the fa- one of the ways that you can identify wisdom from above is what? Is that it is willing to yield. And one of the things I know is about a pastor, I mean, I'd, I'd be a multimillionaire if I, had every, if I had one dollar for every person that came to me and said, God told me this. God told me. Yeah. They've already made up in their mind about what, it's in their heart to do or to have or something like that. What I do know is this. Often when I find, most of the times when the people come like that, what I'm not seeing is a spirit that is willing to yield. You try and talk to them about something, and no, 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 God told me that. No, I understand when there are times when God speaks to you clearly. But it's what you do with that, how, the spirit in which you handle that, shows whether you have a spirit that is willing to yield or not. This is one of the hardest things because all of us have goals. We have things that we want to get to in life. And we get frustrated by uh, obstacles or uh, things that stand in our way. But yet, are we willing to yield? Are we having, do we have a spirit that is willing to yield? You think of the word will. Will means our capacity to choose. So we can choose. Uh, we're influenced by our surroundings. We're influenced by our thoughts, our imagination. We're influenced by so many things. But one thing is the gateway that sets the direction for our life, is our will, our capacity to choose. And it's at that place in our heart, whether, we have, whether we've shaped it to become a spirit that is willing to yield or become stubborn. To yield means simply this. It means to give up control. One of the things we find in so many places, in churches, and businesses, and people's lives, and marriages, and people's personal walk. One of the big things, I mean, there's good control. I mean, if you've got to have control to a certain degree. You've got to have boundaries. If, there's, if we're in a place that's completely uncontrolled, then there's chaos. But when we're controlled out, when we try and control our environment because of fear or because of ambition, what happens is that hurts people. So yield means to give up control or to yield right of way. It means to give way to influence or entreaty. It means to give place or precedence. It means to surrender to a superior power. It means to move in order to make room. Willing to yield. 
And I was just, I was just, just talking to Peter during the week. I was thinking about what, is it, what does it mean to you? How does this look in my life? I was just thinking about a horse. You know? A horse is a natural inclination. I don't really, I'm not really fond of horses. I don't like to ride them. I like to look at them. But to me, they're kind of unstable. A lot of power, but not right in the mind sometimes. Not like a motorbike where you just put gas in, hit the gas, completely con- complete control. However, horse is just not quite like a motorbike. Anyone understand that? It's like... well, I've, I've, been, I've been on horses before, and it's like every time I'm on that horse, I'm thinking, this thing, it's a lot stronger and bigger than I am. It better not bolt. <laughs> you know, sometimes I've been sat on horses, and it's like, I just couldn't get it to do what I wanted it to do. Anyway. So horses, horses, it is not the horse's natural inclination to yield. It's, a, it's natural instincts are to run. It's, that's how it's, what it's designed to do. It's natural des, uh, design is to eat grass and to run when it's at the side of, enemy, at the side of something that wants to eat it. That's why it has hoofs so it can kick and, and, can, and, and can run. Whether he fights or flees, it depends on the legs and feet for survival. If you ask him to yield his feet goes completely against his grain. I was talking to Pete. He, Pete here is a... Um, are you here this morning, Pete? Yeah, the horse. Uh, Peter Shankman. Uh, fantastic horse whisperer. He's amazing. He plays the drums. He, he was just talking to me about it. So he had to write some notes. So asking him to yield his feet goes completely against his grain. Without control over his feet, he probably struggles with the feeling of powerlessness. So why is it important to show the horse that yielding is not losing out? Because when accompanied by total trust in the human, it's actually the means to gain in the comfort that he seeks. So actually the horse's life is better off when he learns to yield his strength. He gets to put in a stable as opposed to get groomed and treated well. You know, his whole life is different. So how can that, So one of the things you have to ask a horse to do, you have to ask a horse, you have to learn how to get a horse something that is bigger than you, stronger than you. And learn to shape it so it becomes yielded. That's what it means to break in a horse. You've got to do it in a way. Peter was saying, you've got to do it in a way. You've got to gain the trust of this horse. You've got to learn to capture the horse and learn to steer it over time. But do it in a way that you don't break its spirit. And this is one of the things that the the Holy Spirit tries to do inside of our life. He sends people around us. He wants to shape our lives. He wants to mold us because he knows that there is, there is tremendous power that lies within you. There is a strength within you that I'm not quite sure if many of us are aware how strong and how, how powerful we, we really are, especially when we have the power of the Holy Spirit. But in order to release that power, there has to become a shaping and a molding upon our lives. So when we are willing to yield... What does that do? When we are willing to yield, when we have a spirit that is willing to yield, it means that I'm willing to trust. I'm willing to trust my life into somebody else's hands. I'm willing to trust my dreams. I'm willing to trust my aspirations. I'm willing to trust the most vulnerable parts of my heart to somebody. The more that you and I are willing to yield, this is one of the things I'm really um, just sensing the Holy Spirit being speaking to me. I thought I was kind of a yielded person, but the more I get closer to him, the more I start to meditate him on him, I discovered how unyielded and how stubborn I really am. If I'm going to grow in faith, for me to grow in faith means I'm also, also going to have to 
grow in my heart and let go of my stubbornness and become more willing to yield. For many of us, if you want to grow in faith, the key to growing in faith, I believe, is this, is having a spirit, first of all, that is willing to yield. A horse that is not yielded is pushy and disrespectful and self-willed. The horse, as the horse learns to yield every part of his body, he yields his mind and vice versa. And a subtle chase, change starts to take place in his attitude. When you get on top of him, he'll be in the frame of mind to yield, which is what you want. And a horse that willingly lets the rider be the leader is much easier to direct and safer to the, and safer the ride to one that wants its own way. See, the Bible has a word to describe it, that the person that is self-willed, it's called pride. It's called pride. One of the things I believe is this. One of the biggest things that stops us from growing into the plans and purposes that God has for us is our own pride. Our own pride, our, our stubbornness. And the more I wanted to get closer to God, the more I to start to, for me personally, I, just, I start to see how stubborn and full of pride that I really am. That's okay. I've got a heart that's willing to yield. I want to encourage you today. There is an inheritance that is laid up for you. There is something of God that God has gifted, especially for you. The key to accessing it is having a spirit that is willing to yield, which develops meekness. Let me tell you a couple of stories. I know a, a particular individual who was, uh, he was successful in his own right. And uh, his father was also very successful. And um, uh, both were stubborn men. Both were very, very stubborn. And so, many, so stubborn they just completely clashed all the time. And the, the father was an ex- exceptionally wealthy man. And uh, there was no way his son was going to get any part of the inheritance. That was it. You're too stubborn. You just, just kept on locking heads. Right? And then one, of the, one day this guy, this particular individual, got saved and allowed God to start to work inside of his heart. And I remember him saying these things. He, he, said, he actually said these words to me. He said, what, you know, one of the only things you've really got to lose is your own pride. And one of the things he, dis- he, he chose to do was this. He chose to allow God, to insta- and God, through people, start to speak into his life, start to speak in and shape his heart, change his attitude, change his heart towards his father. Essentially what was happening was he was letting go of his pride and developing a spirit that was willing to yield, a spirit that was willing to listen, a spirit that was willing to uh, allow it to be shaped. And in the course of time, what happened was this, the, the, um, uh, as a result, the relationship between this guy and his father ended up changing. And as a result of that, he inherited a, a multi-million dollar company, which he never would have had if he carried on the way that he was doing. The key to it was that he was willing to allow somebody to speak into his life and was willing to let go of the pain inside of his heart. The result of Develop meekness. The result of that, you've got a huge inheritance. Some people are so stubborn. <laughs> I, was with a, I was with another friend of mine, and we were, we were driving. I was just getting a ride up to, to pick up a car. And uh, we got pulled over. He got pulled over by the police. I was in the passenger seat. Let's make sure you get that right. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a minor, it was just something that wasn't really bad, right? 
Uh, it, it wasn't a life and death. It wasn't an armed defenders squad type thing. And all it was was their warrant of fitness was expired. Right? And we got pulled over. And instead of just saying, look, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'll fix it. it. It could have got away with a compliance, you know, like, okay, just go and get it sorted out in the next couple of weeks and we'll call it quits. But no. No, no, no. Two hours later, we're still, he is still arguing with the police. Fighting, resisting. No. Two hours later, we're still there on the side of the road, still bantering away with the cops. What's the problem? It was just simply a spirit that was unwilling to yield. I wonder how many times we get ourselves into massive pickles. And I know because, you know, people come to my office and, and talk about what troubles they have in their life. And for a lot of them, I've got to ask the question, are you willing to yield? Are you just being stubborn? What have you brought into this? And one of the things I've found is that, and I know some of you here are counsellors, if somebody does not have a, a spirit that is willing to yield and just be spoken into, you know, something that can be just a small misdemeanor that could be quite easily solved can just blow up and blow up and blow up to man, you have got, you're going to get shot down. <laughs> the cops are going to shoot you. Man, you're deserving of a taser. <laughs> All because the spirit was not willing to yield. When I was, um, when I was growing up, when I was, Still kind of growing up. I don't think I'll ever stop growing up, really. <laughs> you know, I've raised in this church, and the oldest son, and I'm just going to kind of to share a few things that were close to me that may, may help you and may encourage you. Uh, you know, I used to follow my dad around, and I used to think, um, oh, I'd love to do that one day. I'd love to be there. I'd love to move like that. You know, I used to I still watch him prophesy up here and pray, and I think, I still wish... I could be like that. I still have aspirations in my heart. But when I was growing up, I thought, man, I, I wish I could be like that. I'd love to have that. I'd love to pastor people one day. I'd love to pastor this church. God, is this something that you have for me? I've got it in my heart, my dream to do it. But, and I used to watch him minister to people. And uh, I remember praying one day. I said, I, I, I said, Lord, I know that you have a, an amazing inheritance for me. And uh, Lord, I just open my heart to you just to allow you to shape me and to guide me. And, to, and, uh, it, and I had to allow somebody to shape and mold my life. And there came a day when um, I was able to stand up and, and minister alongside my dad. And, and as I started to minister like that, one of the things I, I tapped into was a, as a spiritual inheritance upon my life. And uh, then a little while ago, dad felt, heard from God to... Uh, it's time for him to let go of the reins of Bay City. And I thought, this is something that I've thought about and dreamed about for years. I mean, how could I not? <laughs> I mean, I've been raised in the environment. And um, I was kind of thinking, well, I'd love to, but, and I really do feel that God has called me to. But the thing is, I had a choice of how I would approach that. I could approach it saying, this is my right, this is my inheritance. This is my thing. This, is, this belongs to me. Why? 
Right. One of the things I, I purposely decided in my heart was this. When Dad made the decision, I'm going to entrust this Bay City and trust this church family into, to somebody else. I could have jumped up and shouted. It's rightfully mine. But one of the things I learned to do, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, was just to yield to me, to trust me. If it's really in your heart, then trust me in this. And then the decision made to, was made to start to, uh, to interview people and to, and to interview potential applicants. <laughs> and everything inside of me wanted to say, well, pick me, pick me, I'll put my name in. But I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, 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 trust me. Just let it go. Just let it go. I had it in my heart. I could have exercised a whole bunch of things, but I had to have one of the things was praise God for as, as a spirit that was willing to yield. I had to yield my hopes and my desires to God. And I had to lay it down at his feet. Completely, not a little bit, but completely. And as it turned around, things weren't looking like it wasn't looking very hopeful, but I still had to trust God. I just had to yield my hopes and my affections and my dreams to him. The more that I did that, it was painful. But as a result of that, what I did do was the Lord was watching. So the Lord's eyes are always watching. The Bible says his eyes roam to and fro, looking for hearts whose, whose hearts are loyal opened or yielded to him, the whom he could show himself strong. I wonder what hopes and dreams in your, in your heart that you've been hanging on to. You know, the funny thing is, it's like, you know, the older we get, the more stubborn we can get. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Of course you all know what I'm talking about. That's why Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 18, the disciples were asking, who's the greatest? Who wants to be the greatest? Who wants to be the greatest? I'm going to be the greatest because I'm this, because I'm that. Because I'm that. And Jesus got this little kid and he says, you know, if you want to be the greatest, you've got to become like this little child. You can become like him. You don't become a little child, but you've got to become childlike. In other words, you've got to have a heart that's willing to yield. You've got to have a heart that's willing to be shaped and molded. Kids are easy to shape. The older you get, the less easy you are to shape. Yeah, nudge the person next to you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Been trying to change you for years. <laughs> Friends, when we let go of our stubbornness, when we let go of our set ways, we've got to come like a child. Be willing to yield. Be willing to allow somebody to speak and allow somebody to shape us. Stop being so stubborn. Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you've got to become like this little child. You've got to have a spirit that is willing to yield. I want to encourage you with this, with this last bit before we take communion. If we just have the band up. I was just reading just afresh with Jesus when he was on the cross. So Jesus Christ is the most meekest man the world has ever seen. We know that the Bible says today that he is seated 
beside the right hand of the Father and that all power and all authority on heaven and earth has been given unto him. Friends, that wasn't just by right. It happened because Jesus had a spirit that was willing to yield. He had every right. He had every right. He was the Son of God. He didn't deserve the punishment on the cross. He had every right to just exist. But the Bible says he took our sin upon his life. He took our sin. He took your sin. He took my sin. I love this. In in verse 49, he said, let him, let him, let him, let him see if Elijah will come and save him. Jesus had every power to save himself. He could have called down legions to save himself. He had every right to save himself. Verse 50, Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and he yielded up his spirit. Friends, this here was the pinnacle of a man that was willing to yield. No one else lived like him. No one else died like him. I love what Pastor Mike talked about the other way. Jesus, at this time, showed the mighty warrior that he was. The Bible says that he spoke in full strength. He cried out with a loud voice. Friends, this was the Jesus. This is a Jesus, strong and mighty, but yet had a spirit that was willing to yield. He shouted out with a loud voice to show that his strength was not taken from him. His body was weak, but his spirit was still as strong as ever. He had the strength, the power to defy death. But he yielded up his spirit. He gave up his spirit, not to death, but he yielded up his spirit to God Almighty strong and powerful so that you and I could receive the freedom that He brings. So that you and I could be set free. That you and I could find hope. That could find freedom. That you and I could be set free from the burden of sin. That, my friend, is why He has inherited both the kingdom of... That is why He is seated at the right hand of the Father. That is why all power and authority on heaven and earth has been given to him. Why? Because he carried your sin, he carried my sin, and he yielded up his spirit. Friends, there is an inheritance laid up for you. The meek shall inherit the earth, not the weak, but the meek. (laughs) Strong in spirit, deliberately laying down your life, letting go of your hopes, letting go of your pride, letting go of your dreams. Yielding your heart, yielding your life to Him. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Friends, what is it today that you need to let go of right now? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about? What are you trying to hold on to? What hopes are you trying to hold on to? What is in your heart? What affections are in your heart that you are holding on to? 
How stubborn are you? (laughs) Just as Jesus paid the ultimate price and yielded up his spirit so that you and I could have freedom, should we not also in the same spirit be willing to lay down our lives, be willing to lay down our stubbornness, be willing to just lay down the affections of our heart, yield them up. This morning as we take communion, why don't I want us to be thankful for the price that Jesus paid on the cross, that he willingly gave his life, that he willingly yielded up his spirit so that you and I could have eternal life. But yet, at the same time, we hold on to our stubbornness. Ask yourself this question today. Where am I trying to hold on to my life? Where am I just unwilling to let go? Maybe it's a pain, maybe it's a failure, whatever it is. Let us examine our hearts afresh this morning. Say, Lord, help me. Help me to grow. Help me to let go. Help me to develop a spirit that is willing to yield. It's a conscious choice. Make a decision today. I'm going to have a spirit that is willing to yield. When the Lord speaks to me, I'm not going to argue with Him. I'm going to yield myself to Him. When the Lord speaks through somebody around me, I won't argue and bicker at them. I won't blame them. I won't do any of that. But I'll have a spirit that is willing to yield. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your tremendous love for us. We thank You for Your tremendous mercy. That even though we get so stubborn at times, Lord, you still put out your mercy towards us. You still extend a hand of grace. Jesus, today we thank you so much for the price that you paid on the cross. Lord, as we eat and drink together, we remember that you willingly yielded up your spirit, that you willingly yielded up your life. Nobody could take it from you. No power on earth could take it from you, but you willingly gave your life. You willingly yielded your spirit. This morning, Holy Spirit, we just open up our hearts to you. That you'll come and speak to us. That you'll show us parts of our heart that we're holding on to. Why don't we just eat and drink together this morning? Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my heart today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into our imagination. Holy Spirit, help me to develop a spirit that is willing to yield. Thank you for the inheritance that you have for us. Today, Lord, we humble ourselves before you. We let go of our pride. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would have your way in our lives afresh today in Jesus' name. Everybody said, one more time, everybody said, all right, you know, there's an inheritance laid up for you. There's an inheritance. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful inheritance. God has got great things for you. 
question is, will you be willing to lay down your life? Will you be willing to do what it takes to yield your spirit, to yield your heart so that you can receive all that God has for you? Amen.